Good morning. This morning's reflection is about this last aspect of mindfulness that the Buddha points us to. Mindfulness or contemplation of dhammas or in in Sanskrit dharmas. And dhamma, in this case, can be translated as the truth or the way of things or, or the natural laws. This domain of mindfulness can be grounded specifically in any of the six sense door experiences. Seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, or thinking. This fourth establishment of mindful awareness, contemplation of dhammas, may also be grounded in the five hindrances, sloth and torpor, restlessness or agitation, doubt or the grasping or the aversive mind. The particular wonderful and illuminating aspect or specialty, we could say, uh, about this fourth domain of mindfulness is that whatever our experience is, it's seen through the doors of Dhamma, seen through the doors of the way of things, seen and known through the doors of the nature of things, whether our experience is in the physical or the mental realm, this fourth domain of mindfulness sees and knows experience through the doors of truth. Sometimes students find this particular foundation or, or uh, area of mindfulness hard to understand, this domain of mindfulness. But it's very worth exploring. So just a little bit more this morning about it. So, for example, speaking briefly this morning about just one of the insightful doors that this uh, particular door of mindfulness or realm of mindfulness relates to. And this is the doorway of the three universal characteristics that all experiences of body and mind are imbued with. In this fourth domain of mindful presence, we can directly, experientially, pay attention to and recognize and clearly come to know that every experience of body and mind is always changing, is impermanent. Pali, or anicca in Pali. Each and every phenomena of body and mind, as well as Everything we perceive around us begins and ends, arises and disappears. There are hundreds, thousands, millions of little endings, deaths, moment to moment, breath by breath. And as our practice deepens and matures, it gets easier and easier to open to, clearly see, accept 
and surrender this perfectly natural truth. What appears to be a steady flow of experience, even with the presence of consciousness itself, is not as we ordinarily perceive it. The reality of body-mind experience can be likened to the separate frames of a film. The illusion, the delusion being as though it's happening with an ongoing continuous flow, when in reality it's all beginning and ending, arising and passing away on the most minute level, second by second by second. And because of anicca, because of impermanence, no experience that comes in through the six sense doors is ultimately or permanently satisfying. And yet we continue on through our lifetime searching for some thing, some experience that will finally satisfy, finally make us happy. <clears throat> this unsatisfactoriness and the endless search is what the Buddha called dukkha. And it's usually translated as suffering. So this is the second of the universal characteristics that all body-mind phenomena is imbued with. The last of the three characteristics that we may come to know within this fourth domain of mindfulness is anatta. The truth that all experience, all phenomena is selfless meaning that it's totally interdependent and it's constantly changing. In other words, it's totally contingent in its existence, both within its own seeming solidity as well as in its seeming sad or static place in the world. Our body being an immediately available example of this, with all the parts and all of the functions of the body being totally, completely interdependent and all of it in constant flux. All is anatta. All is empty of any separate, solid, sustaining self. As we begin to directly experience and know anicca, impermanence, and dukkha, unsatisfactoriness, the third universal characteristic of anatta, or not-self, begins to reveal itself directly through our practice of mindful awareness. The not-self, or emptiness of self, of all experience, all phenomena, shows up quite naturally, and often in unexpected and subtle ways. And we begin then to really truly understand that no matter how hard we might try, there's absolutely nothing that can be clung to. Even our often tightly grasped, seemingly set in place self-identities. The positive and wholesome identities and as well as the negative or unwholesome identities. 
as we begin to intimately experience, see, and know these three universal characteristics, our relationship to our life begins to change. Intuitive wisdom, equanimity, relinquishment, and the natural flow of a creative and compassionate life quite naturally begins to blossom within this seeing and knowing. And we start to relax more and more deeply into simply and more clearly being here with things just as they are. The truth is right here for us to see directly through every and each and every sense door, through each and every so-called hindrance, through every experience of body, mind, and heart. And within each and all phenomena that's happening everywhere around us. In some Buddhist schools, this is spoken of as within samsara is nibbana or nirvana in Sanskrit. Within the whirlpool of our ordinary lives, including our ordinary life here in retreat, within the whirlpool of samsara, if we metaphorically stand still, cool, calm, focused, mindfully attentive, in that moment, we're no longer conditioned by ignorance. We're no longer conditioned by ignoring and being, by being caught in the whirlpool of pleasant and unpleasant. We're no longer caught in the whirlpool of I like it, I don't like it. No longer caught unaware in the whirl of continually, unwittingly moving around and around the wheel. In the midst of samsara, we can stop and pay an extraordinary kind of attention, a mindful attention, and wake up. And some words from the Buddha to close our reflection this morning. Rooted in careful attention, Careful attention is declared to be the chief. Accomplished in careful attention, with a mind that has developed the enlightenment factors of mindfulness and discernment, one penetrates and sunders the mass of greed that one has never before penetrated and sundered, the mass of hatred that one has never before penetrated and sundered, the mass of delusion that one has never before penetrated and sundered. And the Buddha goes on, just as all the rafters of a peaked house slant, slope, and incline toward the roof peak, so too when a monk, a nun, a meditator develops and cultivates mindfulness and discernment and all the other factors of enlightenment, which are balanced effort, joy, tranquility, concentration, and equanimity. That meditator slants, 
slopes and inclines toward Nibbana. <laughs> 